and welcome listener to episode 12 of A Real Page Turner. Hello, Mara. It's good to be back. It is good to be back for another week of reviews. And this week we are reviewing House of Gucci, a true story of murder, madness, glamour, and greed by Sarah Gay Forden that was published in 2001. And most recently, the film was uh, released and nominated for some awards. Can you tell us about the movie? Yeah. So the book was uh, adapted into a film released uh, last year, 2021. It, it was directed by Ridley Scott and uh, written by Becky Johnston and Roberto Bentevania. It features an all-star cast, including uh, Le- uh, Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, uh, Al Pacino, Jeremy Irons, and Selma Hayek. And they were actually nominated for the uh, Best Ensemble at the Screen Actors Guild Awards. Lady Gaga was also nominated. She a bunch of uh, award nominations for her perform for her performance as uh, Patricia Reggiani, but actually uh, was uh, was frequently regarded as a snub on uh, Oscar nomination uh, morning. She didn't uh, she did not earn an Oscar nomination. In fact, the film was only nominated for one Oscar for its uh, makeup and hair hairstyling. Uh, so I did I didn't realize that. I thought they had more Oscar nominations for some reason. Maybe because I heard so much buzz about. You know, Lady Gaga's performance as Patrizia leading up to the season. Yeah, it was definitely like one of the like shocking uh, snubs. Like, like when they came out, like she was like on the top of like a lot of lists of like who got snubbed and things like that. So it was you know kind of surprising, but it happens. Yeah. So I mean, you know, spoiler alert for some of our listeners if you haven't, if you don't know the story of Gucci. You know, the book really focuses on kind of the whole history of Gucci and the family and kind of all of the inner workings and really kind of, I would say, backstabbing that went on within the business, but more importantly, like how the business came to be and the history of the family, and then kind of culminates with the murder of Maurizio by his ex-wife, Patrizia, in subsequent trial and the ending of what, what, you know, who owns the Gucci business today. So the book, you know, covered a whole lot. I thought, you know, it was a very long book. It was probably about 500 pages, really covered a whole breadth of, you know, beginning of Gucci to kind of the end of the family's involvement in, in Gucci. And that's kind of the, the premise of the book where I thought the movie kind of, they focused on some of that backstabbing, but really the, the main focus was, per, was Maurizio and Patrizia's relationship and kind of how she, he was murdered. Yeah. Uh, the book was very all-encompassing and, you know, presented like a fascinating tale show uh, telling like pretty much, you know, all the backstory, everything you need to know. And the movie, you know, as is, you know, very, very common with films, it's very streamlined and they tend to focus focus on you know one aspect which is of course um, Patrizia and Maurizio's uh, relationship from dating to getting married and starting their family but which is interesting because uh in real life and in the book they had two two daughters Alessandra and Allegra but in the movie you only see one and they just you know kind of pretend that you know they only had they only had one like I remember yeah, like I thought movie. that was interesting and so and on accident I also read in the name of Gucci 
because I got the two books confused when I was buying them. And the, in the name of Gucci is Patricia Gucci's story of being a Gucci and all those stuff, which was also incredibly interesting and similar to some of the other <coughs> the other um, nonfiction we've read. Like when we talked about Howard Hughes, a lot of the stories have similar memories and similar dealings in them because things have been so well documented. But I really liked both of them. But what, what you're talking about characters and the other thing I noticed in the movie is that Aldo Gucci had three sons, Paolo, Roberto, and Giorgio. And in the movie, the only focus on Paolo. So if you watch the movie, you would only think that perhaps uh, Aldo Gucci only had two sons because they kind of use Paolo as more so because he aligns with Maurizio and that's how the business, you know, there's a lot of drama and backstabbing and in dealings that go with shareholding that kind of focus on Paolo, which is maybe why I think they only brought him into the movie because he had this percentage of shares that was kind of like the linchpin in swinging the board. If I'm thinking of all that correctly, not being a finance person, but I'm wondering if that's why they only focused on Paolo because he was really the person who swayed everything and who Maurizio needed to align with. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, the the movie like definitely portrays his character as kind of a useful idiot. He is portrayed as a buffoon. This is uh this is the character that uh, Jared Leto had played. And yeah, it's a um, it's an interesting from what I from what I read, I guess the Gucci family and Will's family uh was very upset with his portrayal and like did not approve or like like it at, at all in the film. Yeah, I yeah. read that too. And that's interesting because you know, when I read the book and the books, Pilo was not, you know, he was flamboyant and had a different vision for the business, and you know, he considered himself an artist, but you know, maybe he was easily manipulated. Again, though, he was, you know, smart enough to use his own shares to get what he wanted or try to advance his agenda. But I don't think he was quite the buffoon the movie made him out to be. And yeah, and you see the family wasn't thrilled with the way he and Paolo Paolo and Aldo were portrayed. But speaking of Paolo, I really loved Jared Leto in this role because he was unrecognizable. Like I kept saying to my husband, do you know who that is? Do you know who that is? And he's like, no, I'm like, it's Jared Leto. And then I like made him Google a picture to look at Jared Leto, how he really looks. (laughs) Because... I just thought it was amazing. And I I thought he was very good. And he played the part of, you know, how I think they wanted him to come across. But again, you know, I thought he did a good job. And I know you disagree. You disagree with Paolo's character. Yeah, I just, I I really didn't like the character at all. I think, I'm not sure what they were doing with it. I was like, is he, (laughs) is he supposed to be uh, comedic relief? Or is, or is he supposed to, you know, be like an essential part of the plot because like it kind of like you know it, it kind of seems like they didn't know what they were doing with it like they didn't want to go either either or with it and just kind of so I did not I did not really like the betrayal like I do uh, you know I do admit like he was un- unrecognizable and you know props to the makeup team I think they definitely earned their Oscar nomination uh, for the, for this but I don't know it just he was just a little too buffoonish for me yeah, I mean I could see why the family would be upset with that was the way he was portrayed Right. <clears throat> I could see that. But I did like Al Pacino as Aldo Gucci. Yeah, I did. I did like him. And, um, and the movie really didn't focus on him at all, who was kind of, you know, the, the the patriarch. And, you know, he was the one who kind of made all the decisions in the business, but you didn't get to see a lot of his family, which is a fascinating story, too, just because I read in the name of Gucci. <laughs> so I thought that, you know, I thought he did a very good job. I liked I liked Al Pacino. Yeah, I, I liked um, I liked the kind of camaraderie that he had with with uh 
Maurizio and Patri- uh, Patricia and they're like how like they kind of had this like somewhat like secret relationship where like Maurizio was not like was not really on good terms with his family with his with his father or that but they like but kind of like behind the back they were like you know he, the three of them had this like little this little bond I like the chemistry between them and um and as far as performances go I did like Adam Driver and, and Lady Gaga I think they really did very did very well at their performances so yeah I was looking at some of the pictures in the book and they had pictures of Patrizia Reggiani. And I thought Lady Gaga really did a great job of having like that likeness to her. And I thought that was really, really good. Um, I thought she played played that role very well. But yeah, I mean, the story, the story is pretty interesting. And I thought they unfolded it in kind of a different way in each. You know, I felt like in the movie, it seemed very almost sudden, right? Like, you know, Patrizia hated Maurizio for leaving her and moving on with his life and all of this stuff. But like in the book, like she really dropped hints many times that she wanted him dead. Yeah. She asked a few different people what would happen if he was gone or, you know, and, and he knew, you know, their business, his the people who protected him knew that because there was a uh, someone in the house, like a cook or somebody who she kept saying things to. And they told him, which is interesting because, you know, it's it's kind of that buildup that you don't necessarily see in the movie. Like, you know what the outcome is going to be. And you see her meeting with the hitman and Pinariama, But it, you know, in the, in the book, it's much more, I don't know, premeditated. Yeah. Like I said before, like a lot of, you know, that's common with movies that things have to be streamlined and kind of um, broken down, uh, broken down to create a coherent story. And it was a very long film, uh, like over, over two and a half hours. So, you know, but obviously like the whole story, it's very all, you know, especially with the book is all encompassing and it was a lot to tell that the, you know, filmmakers tried to craft a coherent story uh, from it. Yeah, I mean, it's a very complex story. But the one thing I, I didn't love was the, was Bina Ariyama's character in the movie, played by Selma Hayek because the movie portrayed her as a psychic on the TV with the 1-800 number. And that's kind of how Patricia got to meet her and kind of trusted her as an advisor, as a psychic. But that's not really the true story of the relationship. Yes, the Gucci's, Mauricio Patricio did go to psychics <laughs> um, and they heavily believed in like spirits and had things cleansed and spells. But Pina Ariema was actually a very good friend to Patricia Reggiani and opened a boutique like Mauricio had her, um, you know, she owned a little, a boutique for them and they were very good friends, but that's who, you know, and Patrizia does help her get the hitman and find things out and kind of help set it up. But she wasn't necessarily, she wasn't really a psychic or an advisor to the stars or anything like that. She was actually a, a very good friend, which is, which I don't know. I don't know why that bothered me in the movie, just because I thought like, it kind of made it a little more kooky. Yeah, it was very odd. Like it shows her like watching like the infomercial or whatever with her, and then like she's calling, she's calling it. It just <clears throat> seemed like a very odd <laughs> choice to like create their relationship. I think like if they just had stuck to the truth and just you know portrayed them as friends and her confidant, that would have been fine. I don't know, definitely a, an artistic choice. That not sure where they were going with it, but overall, yeah. like I, I did like you know I did find the, the film very interesting it was very intriguing you know so i did like i i 
I didn't love it, but I liked it overall. What are your thoughts? Yeah, no, I really liked it. And I liked the book. I liked learning about the family. And but you know what I also thought was interesting. And, you know, the book goes into a lot of financial and management aspects of Gucci, which you could see would not transition well into the movie, right? Like I think the movie got the point across very succinctly, succinctly, how do you say that word? Succinctly that there were financial problems and that there were takeovers and there was issues with shares and that yes, maybe the shares were forged from Rodolfo when he died to Maurizio. But I thought the movie like kind of tidied that up really well that wasn't overwhelming because it was a lot to follow in the book. Yes, yes, very true. And the other thought that, you know, the when we're talking about characters, like, you know, Mauricio had a girlfriend before Paula Franchi, who was this Cherie, who, you know, he was seeing, I think probably at the end of his marriage to Patrizia, who they kind of just totally take out and they make it seem like Paula Franchi was the next girlfriend for him. And that's not necessarily true. She kind of came in a few years later, which you know, is is interesting that they, you know, they kind of almost made you think that she was the reason for their marriage breaking up and, you know, that she was kind of, you know, having an affair with him behind Patrizia's back, which isn't necessarily true. I mean, they weren't divorced yet, but they weren't together. So they kind of cut that whole character out. But the one, the, the thing I found the most fascinating was, you know, what they, they jumped over kind of in the book was that there was no arrest for two years. And maybe they did it with a time elapse of a sticker, like a 19 something to 19 something on the screen that I missed. But like two years, there was no arrest in Maurizio's murder. Yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that I found out because actually like it's coming up on the anniversary of it. He was killed on March 27th, um, 1995. So like next week will be the 27th anniversary of it. And yeah, I, I noticed that too. It's like she didn't get uh, arrested until January of 97. Yeah, so, I mean, they I, had no breaks in the case. Like, they thought it had to do with mob, but it was a mob-style hit. Yeah. But, you know, the case only got broken because somebody who was staying at a hotel, at a small hotel, became friendly with the gentleman at the, like, the front desk, the doorman, and the doorman started bragging about it because he trusted him. And the, the police set up a whole sting, and there was recordings and tapes and bugs places like I thought that was fascinating and they kind of left that out in the movie and to me like that was almost the most interesting part about how they got her because the people who helped her with the hit the hitman and Hinariyama and the the getaway driver wanted more money from her because they were very poor and Patrizia Reggiani was just flaunting all of her money and had moved into the big apartment that was Maurizio's and they wanted more money from her so it's that to me was like super interesting and how they had an undercover agent and they had the wires going like I thought that was one of the most interesting parts yeah and maybe I, I watched too much Law and Order but <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah I, I guess um I guess the filmmakers like their focus was on the relationship between them so I guess like that was that you know it's core so they didn't want to like stray too far uh from it so it's like you know you know that she planned the murder and all that good stuff and she so i guess like kind of focusing in on that would be you know maybe take too much focus away and take too much focus away but i do agree that would have been a very very interesting uh could have created some very intense scenes there it happens yeah but overall i really did i i did like the movie I thought it was very interesting, but I thought the both books I actually liked in the name of Gucci a little bit better. <laughs> so, so if you, you're, you're feeling the need to learn more about the Gucci. <laughs> in the name of Gucci was 
a little bit more interesting, you know, and it doesn't focus on the murder, which I liked um, because, you know, yes, it's a part of Gucci, but there was so much more, Um, but I could see why, you know, the movie focused on that because it is sensational and it was a big deal. And it was one of the, I was reading in the book and they said it kind of equated to the trial of the century in Italy, comparing it to the OJ trial in the US when they, when Patrizia Reggiani was on trial. And I thought that was like, like a really interesting comparison. Yeah. That makes a lot. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah. Yeah. So any, uh, any parting thoughts you might have? No, I just thought the acting was good and I liked the story. Yeah. How about you? Me as well. I liked uh, most of the acting, <laughs> uh, but you know, yeah, and it was very, uh, very interesting. And I did, I did like the book. Like it was very long uh, and, very all-encompassing but you know so some parts i could you know kind of the financial parts i got kind of bored with but it's a very interesting story and a fa- you know fascinating fascinating story of a fascinating family yeah so we're back in the next few weeks with some fiction because i feel like we've done a lot of non-fiction i mean i guess not a lot but the last two weeks have been very heavy non-fiction books so we're back in the next yeah. few weeks with some more fiction right yep yep so uh yeah, so right. stay tuned for future episodes yeah so until then um keep reading and keep watching.